Hello! Welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called Spring Valley. So the animals of Woodville decided to have a grand celebration for the holiday of Dark Early, the shortest day of the year. They made decorations from red berries and green ivy, and they strung silver strands of tinsel all over town. Everyone, except for Hypnotizer, put pretty candles in their windows. They even constructed an ice skating rink in the center of the village. And Queen Nylon Mouse had invited the Stuffies to play at the festival. But Kitty was gone all that winter, on a quest to find the Lostin Fountain. So the Stuffies didn't get to play, obviously. But Doggy and Bunny and Murr decided to go to the town anyways. They took an elephant bus to Westland, and then they hiked through the snowy forest until they arrived in the little village. And Bunny said, Ooh, look at all these lights and decorations. It's lovely. And the three friends strolled through the beautiful town. They played games and listened to music and sang songs. Bunny was thrilled to finally visit Silver Bells and Cockle Shells, a wildflower and curio shop. And of course, they sampled many local treats. Doggy went, mmm, delicious, and licked his fingers after finishing his fifth honey cake mushroom. And Pokey said, oh, you think that's delicious? Wait until you try a red acorn. Doggy said, oh, what's that? It's the yummiest woodland treat ever, and they are very rare. But the queen is going to give one to everybody right at midnight when the new year begins. Doggy said, oh, I can't wait. But midnight was a little after Doggy's regular bedtime. At eight o'clock, when it had already been dark for hours, he went to his hotel room for a quick little ten-minute nap. He said, I just need a quick rest so I'll be ready for the red acorn at midnight. But he slept a lot longer than ten minutes. He was still asleep at nine. He was still asleep at ten. He was still asleep at eleven. He was still asleep at midnight. He didn't even wake up when the fireworks started and everyone cheered, Happy New Year! Yay! And he obviously didn't hear Queen Nylon Mouse say, Oh, I'd better save a red acorn for Doggy since he's sleeping through the celebration. He was still asleep at one. He was still asleep at two, when the old Westlander pub closed and the last remaining partygoers stumbled home to bed. He was still asleep at three. He was still asleep at four. At 4.27 in the morning, when it was still as dark as night, Doggy woke up at last, and he yawned and said, Oh, that was a nice little ten-minute nap, very invigorating. Now I feel ready to party again. And he stood up and looked out the window. But to his surprise, the streets were deserted and the houses were dark. What's going on, Ruffy? He turned to look at the clock. Oh, no, I must have slept through the whole thing. Darn, I always wanted to try a red acorn. Well, ever since I first heard of them a few hours ago, anyways. And now I'll never get the chance. And he stood at the window and bowed his head. When he looked up, he noticed the big shed full of food on the edge of town. Hmm, Ruffy, I bet there were some red acorns in there. It would probably be okay to take one. So he lit a lantern and wrapped a scarf around his neck and crept down the hotel stairs and out into the night. He walked through the squeaky snow past the dark houses. It was so quiet, he could hear snowflakes hitting the ground. Smoke rose from some of the chimneys, but otherwise there was no sign of life. At last he reached the shed. It was unlocked, for the Woodville animals never locked anything, so he pulled open the big wooden door and stepped inside. 
The wooden shelves were piled high with food. Doggy lifted his lantern and read the labels on the crates and jars. Hmm, leekweed, pickled worms, berry jelly, salted minnows, rose mushrooms, skunk water, birch bark flour, black raspberries, burdock tea. Hmm, all sounds delicious, but where are the red acorns? He kept searching, venturing deeper and deeper into the dark shed. The lantern's flickering flame made scary shadows dance on the walls and frightened him a little. But he kept searching until at last he reached the back of the shed. And there he found three crates full of red acorns. Woohoo! He set the lantern down on a shelf underneath some dried ferns so he could see better. But suddenly the light behind him grew very, very bright and there was a crackling noise. Hmm? He turned around and saw that the dried ferns had caught on fire. Oh, I shouldn't have put the lantern there. He blew out the lantern, but it was too late. The flames had spread. Now the whole shelf was on fire. Oh no! The dried ferns burned up quickly. And then little flaming sparks shot into the air spreading to other parts of the shed and causing other blazes. Doggy went, oh no, and he tried to put out all the fires, but it was no use. He couldn't fight the flames alone. So he raced out of the shed and ran through the streets yelling, help, help, fire on food, food on fire. (gasps) The sleepy villagers rushed from their homes as quickly as they could, but now the whole building was engulfed in flame. (sighs) And they watched helplessly as the shed and all their winter stores burned to the ground. A few hours later, after the sun rose, Doggy was summoned to appear before the queen, and he went, Oh no, I've been a bad boy. I'm probably going to get thrown in jail, or at least beheaded. Queen Nylon Mouse was sitting on her high throne, and she looked down at Doggy sternly. He said, I'm sorry, Your Majesty. I didn't mean any harm. Are you going to behead me? Nylon Mouse said you needn't worry about punishment if it was an accident. Besides, punishment is coming soon enough for all of us. What do you mean, Ruffy? I mean that now we are out of food for the winter. Well, can't we just use an elephant bus to get food from yesterday's macaroni? No, the winter storm season has begun and no elephant buses will be visiting Westland until spring. We're all alone out here, stuck in the wild woods without food. For the whole winter. Doggy bowed his head. He knew that he had been a bad boy. After that, the Woodville animals grumbled whenever they saw Doggy. They had to scour the barren forest for food every day. But they didn't find much to eat, just twigs and bark and the occasional frozen mushroom. Everyone was hungry, and many animals grew sick. Doggy searched harder than anyone, rising before dawn each day and coming home long after dark. He got lost in the woods a lot, but he was determined to make things right. He said, Ruffy, it's my fault we're starving, so I have to fix things. One day he decided to search northwest of the city, a brambly, hilly land with no paths. He searched and searched for food, but found nothing. Finally, he stopped for a rest at the bottom of a big hill, and he went, Oh, I don't really have the energy to climb this hill, and there's probably nothing on the other side anyways. I guess I should just return to the city. But a little feeling inside told him that he should see what was on the other side of the hill. And Doggy had learned to trust those little feelings. 
So even though he was tired and it was getting late, he clambered up the big hill. And when he finally reached the top, he gasped in surprise. He saw a lush green valley before him, full of flowers and sunshine and singing birds. I, I don't believe it. He ran into the warm valley and helped himself to all kinds of food. Strawberries, apples, pears, centipedes. He took a long drink from a clear stream. Ah, and brightly colored fish darted about in the shallows. The sky was blue. The air was warm. Doggy said, this place is amazing, Ruffy. It's still springtime here. He spent at least half an hour in that enchanted valley, slowly regaining his strength so he could return to Woodville. I've got to tell the others about this place. So he ran up the grassy hill and back into the woods. But the world looked very different on the other side of the hill. It was definitely still winter there. Stinging cold sleet fell from dark gray skies. And he stumbled through the trackless forest and got completely lost. Then he broke through the ice of a hidden stream and fell into the freezing water. He clambered out and tried to stand up. I, I must I must make it home and tell the others. And then he fainted from cold and exhaustion. Before long, he was buried in snow. He woke up briefly and he thought, Oh, I'm going to die here. And then he lapsed back into unconsciousness. But he didn't die. A little while later, Murr and Bunny found him and dug him out of the snow. They said, oh, doggy, it's a good thing we found you again. They had to find him a lot when he got lost. And his teeth chattered. <sighs> and he had a high fever and could barely open his eyes. He said, I lost the fish in Thursday pie. Bunny said, oh, he must be delirious with fever, saying crazy things like that. We need to get him to the hospital. So they carried him back through the forest. And Doggy kept crying out strange things in his fevered half-sleep, like, Cousin Bebo is coming. We have to give a letter to King John's feet. Bunny said, Oh, it's the fever making him talk like that. They brought him to the Woodville Hospital, and Dr. Jocka 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 Jock used a stethoscope to examine the half-frozen hound. But he placed the stethoscope on Doggy's rear end, and he listened and said, Oh, no! I can't hear a heartbeat. Doggy must be dead. Bunny said, um, doctor, that's Doggy's bum. The heart is in another part of the body, the chest. Oh, how unusual. The doctor found Doggy's chest and listened to his heart. And then he took some blood samples and went into another room to run some tests. And he returned a few minutes later and shook his head sadly. Oh, Doggy has bronchitis, I'm afraid. And his blood tastes like root beer. You'll need to spend the night here. And then Doggy called out from his bed, Ruffy, today I found a magical valley where it's always spring. Bunny said, oh, poor Doggy. It's the fever making him say silly stuff like that. Doggy said, no, it's true. But nobody believed him. Well, Doggy spent three days in the hospital suffering from a high fever. On the third day, he woke feeling much better, although he was still a little sick and weak. And he saw Dr. Jocka 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 Jock curled up in the corner, coughing so hard that one of his ears popped off. <coughs> Bunny, Murr, and Pokey sat on a bed nearby. They all looked exhausted and hungry. Doggy sat up and said, Hey, Ruffy, hey, we should go to Spring Valley and get food for everyone. Bunny said, Doggy, Spring Valley is just something you dreamed about when you had a fever. No, it's real. I tell you, it's really real. Please just believe me, I'll take you there. 
Bunny said, no, you're still too sick to go outside. Please, Ruffy, please believe me. Mer said, well, I suppose we could take one more walk in the woods. Maybe we can find some snow or air to eat. Doggy said, yay, follow me, and he jumped out of bed. Bunny said, don't wear yourself out. Slow down and be careful and wait for us. They followed Doggy into the woods, but he wasn't sure which way to go exactly. He kept stopping and looking around, saying things like, okay, I think this is the right way. No, wait, it's over here, over here. Oh, maybe over there. Wait, did we see that tree before? Hmm. Finally, they reached the bottom of the big hill. Doggy said, okay, this is it, Ruffy. It's just on the other side. But Bunny, Murr, and Pokey were ready to head back to the village. Bunny said, Doggy, we've played this game long enough. It's time to go back. No, it's not a game. Bunny said, we're not climbing this big hill. It's time to go back. Let's go. And they turned around and started walking back. And Doggy went, oh, no, Ruffy. He knew he needed proof. So he ran up the snowy hill. <laughs> Bunny said, Doggy, stop it. Get back here right now. But Doggy kept running. And he ran over the top of the hill and down the other side. And Bunny said, Doggy. And then he reappeared. And he ran down the hill. <laughs> and he showed them a juicy red strawberry. Bunny said, I, 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 I don't believe it. Doggy said, now don't tell me this is from the fever. This time they all ran up the hill and they laughed in delight when they entered the warm valley. They ran light-hearted through the green grass. They ate berries and fruit and they drank crystal clear water. They could feel their strength returning. Bunny said, this place just fills you with life. It's like vitamins for the spirit. There must be some very powerful magic in this valley. And then they saw a Mimi, a Mimi girl, who looked to be about 13 years old, sleeping on the grass by a little waterfall. Pokey stared at her for a long time, and tears came to his eyes. He said, that's my sister, Era. I remember her just barely. She flew me across the lake when I was a baby and saved my life. Bunny said, I don't believe it. Both of the Red King and Green Queen's children are alive. But try as they might, they couldn't get Era to wake up. She was in some sort of enchanted sleep. Mer said, uh, should we move her, bring her back to the city? Pokey said, no, no. I, I have a feeling she should just stay here until she's ready to wake up. And they all stared at Era a while, wondering what had happened to her. Pokey said, poor thing. She's not even a hundred years old. She had barely begun to live. Then Mer cleared her throat. <clears> throat> Um, we should probably get back to the city and tell everyone about this place before they all, you know, starve to death. Bunny said, right, good idea. So they gathered as much food as they could carry and headed back through the wintry woods to Woodville. And they gave fresh fruit to everyone in town. And after that day, the Woodville animals began making regular trips to Spring Valley for food. They got fruit, vegetables, fish, mushrooms, bugs, and the townsfolk grew healthy again. The rest of the winter passed uneventfully, and there was more than enough for everyone to eat. At the end of the winter, Doggy was summoned to the castle again. He said, oh, am I going to be punished, Ruffy? Nylon Mouse said, no. I wanted to thank you, on behalf of the animals of Woodville, for delivering us from starvation this winter. Doggy said, oh, but I caused the starvation. Yes. But your willingness to make things right helped you to discover Spring Valley. And then we ended up with much better food. Fresh food. So, thank you. Doggy said, oh, you're welcome. And then Nylon Mouse handed Doggy a package wrapped in bright ribbon. This is for you. 
Doggy said, for me. And he opened the package. Inside was a fat red acorn. Nylon Mouse said, that's from the Dark Early Festival. When you didn't show up for the celebration, I thought I'd better save one for you. Doggy said, whoops. And then they both laughed. That's the end of the story, Spring Valley. The next story is called Hypnotizer's TV Show. Goodbye. Thank you.